The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. We're going to talk a little bit of real estate. And when I even mentioned this, uh, Scott Maxwell, our last uh, guest, was going, Hey, I've got a story about it. It seems that there's a lot of people would have some anecdotal information about the real estate markets, uh, both locally but all across the country. And what got me interested in this topic to even just come up with it right now was just who on earth is buying a home in the middle of a pandemic and an economic downturn? How do you even have money? What about the, you know, being, being solid enough financially and confident? enough in the future it, it, it struck me as that would be a very difficult thing to make that decision to, to go ahead with now uh, when you look at Edmonton's real estate market according to a Royal LePage house price survey the aggregate price of a home in Edmonton only dipped by like 0.1 percent year over year in the fourth quarter of 2020 so the aggregate was uh, just over three hundred and seventy two thousand dollars so it barely a dip and, and in a bunch of other sort of metrics uh, very little change as as compared to the to the previous year so Tom Shearer is the chair of the Realtor Association of Edmonton, and he's joining us now. Uh, also a broker and uh, owner of a real estate company, uh, Royal LePage and Realtor Real Estate. So, Tom, thanks for coming in, and I hope you can clear some of this stuff up for me, because I'm kind of confused as to how this is working. Good afternoon, Gerald. Thanks for having me. I'll, I'll see if I can help you out. <laughs> Perfect. So, uh, just give me an idea what the market is actually like in Edmonton, because I've heard from people who say, it's a buyer's market, or it's a seller's market, or it's, it's really busy, or it's dead. Where where is it in reality? Well, I would say that uh, we have been experiencing a seller's market, uh, I would say, from June until and, until now. And and quite frankly, the the amount of supply that we're having is is, is hard to come by. So there's, I, I think there's a couple of things that happen, and I'll just jump right into it if that's okay. okay. No, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think, um, uh, first of all, when the pandemic first hit over a year ago, uh, we, we at, at the real estate board level, we, we did a couple of things. We had to make exceptions uh, in terms of being uh, amenable to letting sellers take their home off the market because they just didn't feel safe having people come in and, and see their home because mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, the pandemic and, and, and their personal safety. They didn't want to have a stranger walking through their house. So I think the first thing that happened is we, we shrank the supply that was on the market at, at, at a given time. Yeah. And now the next thing that happened is... Uh, while there, there, there's a lot of concern about the economy and what's happening, there's still a, a fair amount of people who are working and feel comfortable with their employment situation. And, and also, realistically speaking, the, your investment in residential housing here in Edmonton has been relatively stable. Like, we haven't really lost our shirt, so uh, a safe place to put your money is in a, in a home that you live in. Yeah, because we're certainly not in that sort of boom and bust real estate area anyway. There's other yeah. elements of the economy that, that has been the case, but our real estate has been relatively stable uh, yeah. over the last number of years. It, and maybe fortunately or unfortunately, I think the Edmonton real estate market is one of the least interesting real estate markets in the <laughs> entire country. We don't swing up, we don't swing down, so uh, it's a safe investment for people. So Kind of moving into the next thing that that I, I think about in terms of this this time that we're going through is people have have spent way more time at home than they ever have and and uh, I when I used to sell I used to think okay the phone's gonna ring after uh, after the Christmas holiday because people are sick and tired of being in their home and they're interested in making the big move because they they reflect on where they are they spent more time at home and they start dreaming and 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 quite frankly that's happened over this pandemic period is I'm, I'm living at home I'm 
I'm teaching my kids school at home or uh, I'm working from home or, you know, we just got another pet and we need more space. And, and so over, over the, the, the May and June and July last year, I think people started really reflecting on where they were living and they decided I need more room. I, I might, yeah. I just can't do what I'm doing where I am right now. So that started the flight to value. Mm-hmm. And, and what I, I think happened in, in, in the next part of my, my rationalization about what's happening is people felt that they could afford more because the interest rates dropped and they weren't spending money on other things. And so, uh, and they weren't worried about commuting because everyone's working from home. So, um, you know, you don't have to worry about getting jammed up on Twilliger Drive in the morning going to work, or you don't have to worry about going up and down wherever. And so because of that, people felt I can go a little bit further out or I can go where my dollar is getting me more value. And so that move up market really activated at the end of last year. Yeah, and of course, but everything could change again just because that's the situation in the moment. Uh, you know, I, I worry sometimes that people might sort of overextend themselves. Yeah, and, and I, I mean, there, there, the, the good thing is you can you can get some certainty in, in securing a long-term mortgage. And, and again, the rates are just so affordable right now that uh, you're, you have a little bit more money in your pocket for, for the time being. And, and so I think that, that um, the, the, um, the, the, the best thing that, that's happened for a lot of people is, is that they, they, they found more house and, and they're, they're, they're finding that stability and, and they aren't seeing values drop significantly. And in fact, prices are going up a little bit. And I think the next thing that happens is, okay, I'm starting to shop around and I'm seeing a house that I want, but then there's two other people that are shopping around yeah. and, and then someone snaps up the house before you, you snap up a house. Uh, and you'd mentioned earlier that it's a seller's market. So describe to me what that means to you, because to me it's either, uh, and maybe it's a combination, it's either the prices are going up, so if you're selling, hey, you can get more money for your home, which doesn't really matter because you got to buy, you got to pay more for, somebody, for the other home you're going to buy, but also just the speed in which the sales are going through. So in your mind, what is a seller's market? Because well, it sounds like it's a buyer's market too. So you're, you're playing both sides of the fence here, Tom. Yeah, yeah. So w- when, when I think of a seller's market, it means that, uh, there's more competition for the house that I want to buy uh, than I normally experience in a buyer's market. So the seller has the advantage. And, and, and in the end, um, what, what that means is, is that depending on varying levels of seller's market, it, it, like if you're in eastern Canada right now, and if you want to go and buy a house, you're competing against 14 other offers, and you're having to go in unconditional, and you're having to outbid somebody by you know, tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars. Whereas here in Edmonton, uh, when you're competing, you're, you might be competing against two or three other buyers, and uh, you probably would still have an offer subject to financing or home inspection, and uh, maybe you're not having to outbid someone by you know five or ten or fifteen thousand dollars. So when you compare us to the um, other markets in the country, I guess it, you know it can be a, exactly like it's been in previous years, where you have some hot crazy markets and 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 like you said we're actually relatively boring which can be a a positive thing but there are other markets in the country that are just going crazy right now right absolutely i i speak to my colleagues on a regular basis from other parts of the country and uh and and i i just really feel for the buyers who are trying to find a home uh in in a in a place like the ontario marketplace where not just toronto but everywhere uh people are trying to outbid each other and and it's it's like what we experienced in 2007 where there's a lineup of 10 people waiting to be to buy a house and and they're just trying to guess how high do i have to go to secure my next property yep.
Tom Shearer is chair of the Realtor Association of Edmonton, also a broker and real estate owner. Uh, uh, joining us, uh, there are a couple of texts I mentioned, Tom, just as we were going into the break that I just wanted to highlight a little bit because that can launch us into the next part of our, our conversation. I got one. This is from a 403 area code, so I'm not sure exactly where this was done, but basically he said, uh, bought a seven-year-old, five-bedroom, three-bath house, 1,250 square foot by level. Uh, figured it was worth about 300, paid about 50,000 less. Interest rates low, awesome. But then also saying from what they hear, house prices are going to escalate with the cost of building supplies. And I got another one from Big G who says, uh, you know, OSB is uh, well, $14 a sheet last year, $47 a sheet now. So those, that demand and material shortage ensures that we're going to get a really, uh, I don't know, uh, inferno of a market in some cases, especially in new homes, right? Yeah, you, you know, it's interesting uh, with with supply chains and, and getting things to, to Edmonton, Alberta, uh, getting your hands on on something to build a house or put into a place it, it's been challenging for I think for not just home builders but anybody who's trying to make something around here right now and uh, I, I think that that will reflect in higher prices but I think the thing that I'm more worried about with with new construction is they all heard the same uh, information that you shared at the beginning of, of our, our segment where you know they the economists are really worried about employment we're really worried about people's ability to buy and and uh, and so I think builders and developers held back. They they said, okay, we're only going to build so much because uh, we're worried about uh, the consumer's ability to buy. And so what I worry about with uh, with the new home construction is not necessarily how much it's going to cost, but just actually being able to get a lot. And I think that'll be the big the big concern now. Some, somebody told me once that the construction industry in Edmonton is very elastic, so they can expand or contract. But I, I wonder how that'll, it, how well that'll test out this year. And, and if somebody's going to buy a, you know, an older home, even if it's five or six years, whatever, uh, they may think that that doesn't impact them, but it does because it can fuel that part of the market. So if people aren't going in for a new home, then the rest of that inventory can potentially get uh, get get chewed up in an awful hurry. You know, I think that there are um, a number of people that plan to, to make a move every year. And some years that's a little bit higher and some years it's a little bit lower. And so that, that volume of people, uh, it, they got to go somewhere. And, and they, have, they have a certain amount of buying power. This year, they have more buying power because the interest rates are so much lower. And they haven't been spending money on fancy trips to uh, exotic places or, or whatever. So now, now I think they have more spending power. How much is, uh, because of COVID protocols and restrictions, and you touched on it earlier on in our conversation, how you know selling a house was difficult. Some people didn't even want to do it because they didn't want strangers in their home in the midst of a pandemic. But how has the, just the actual process of selling a home or buying a home changed in the last year? And will some of those changes stay in effect even once we finally, hopefully, get through all this pandemic? You know, I, I think I think the basics are still there in terms of uh, um, being able to go and shop online. Most people, when they start their house hunting process, they turn on the computer or their mobile phone, and they start looking at, let's say, Realtor.ca or, or a, a, you know, a company website like RoyalPage.ca, and and what they do is they browse and and uh, and then they start calling and asking for more information. Um, one of the things that was, has been taken away from, from people is the ability to walk through an open house. Uh, now you have to make appointments and, and, and see a property. And, and not everyone wants to, they want to just casually drive by and go and look at a house. It's harder to do that now. 
That being said, uh, I, the, the one thing I think that our industry has done a great job of is being respectful of people's safety and, and trying to make sure that this whole real estate transaction happens as easily as possible without having to walk through a house. So virtual tours are more common. Uh, we hire professional photographers and, and even a lot of real estate agents now are doing video tours. It's almost like HGTV on every single house that comes on the market now. Hmm. Do you ever get any buyer remorse from people who maybe it hasn't been the, the kind of experience they would be used to going into a home and buying a home and then once they do get it kind of going, you know, this isn't exactly what I thought it was going to be. Well, I, I recommend for every buyer, whenever you're buying a home, it, it, consider having a home inspection done to the property before you remove your conditions. And that's something that most realtors recommend their, their buyers. You know, and, you know, if you're bidding on people or you're trying to outbid other people, maybe you, you, you forego that option. But uh, the best thing that you can do as a buyer is, uh, is spend more than the 10 or 20 minutes when you tour the house initially go in there and, and have at least an hour or two hours where you you sit in the house you smell it you 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 taste the air whatever it is you you really got to experience the house so that you can be sure that uh, it's the right one for you the one thing i would add to that though is most people it, it, it's almost like magic when you find the house that's right for you you walk through the door it's, ah, this is the one especially if you've looked at a whole bunch of houses i can see just like the look over their face uh, mm-hmm. when they when they find the right home, they know they, they know it's the right one. I'm not sure if you can uh, you can cover uh, this or not, uh, but uh, an interesting text just came in from uh, Gamer Brian wanted wanted to know how accepting Edmonton is when it comes to alternative home building. So, like a Seacan house, as an example, is that just such a sliver of the market right now, or is that growing? You know that, that there there's a, a ton of different ways that you can build a home, and uh, I think that the, the the big thing that holds holds stuff like that back is the building code that Alberta offers to that the, the restrictions that you have to do to get a house approved to build and so um i i don't really i'm, I'm not too good on that so i i don't <laughs> think i should speak to it no and i know that that was fair because i and i knew that going in i just thought i'd throw that out since we got the text in uh but you'd also talked about a home inspection none of those are required are they or are there rules and regulations surrounding that it was just uh, that was another text coming well, in from sebastian in- inspectors are meant to be uh licensed here in alberta and yeah. so uh you, but you don't you, have to get one you, no no you totally it, it, whatever you want to do it, it, you it, you could you can have conditions for a home inspection you can have inspection uh, condition for your uncle to come and look at it uh, i mean it, it's 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 your prerogative in the way that you write the offer and it's up to the seller to decide if if the seller is willing to accept your conditions uh and, and excuse me because this is a little flippant but i've always gotten a kick out of uh, out of real estate people who would say uh it's it's never been a better time to buy it's never been a better time to sell which one is it well you know Cause they, you guys use that all the time they, they, there's the, 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 the real estate 1000 when i took it in in, in uh, when i first got into the business the first thing they said to me is people are going to ask you is it a good time or a bad time to buy and the answer is always it's a good time when it's the good time for you so <laughs> it, it, if, if the if it, if you are financially stable and if you feel comfortable then that's the right time to buy it and same with going to sell i'm curious i'm just wondering what it's going to be like this summer whether this is just going to take off and uh, because of some of the things we've talked about or not so uh yeah, I, guess. I, I was talking to one of my colleagues, and, and um, there, there are two things that I'm, I'm thinking of. It, it, and in a normal year, we kind of have that, that bell curve, right? It almost is like an A, where uh, you have a little bit of transactions that happen in January and a little bit of transactions that happen in December, mm-hmm. and then the most amount of activity happens in April, May, and June. So with the amount of um, sales activity that's happening right now, uh, we, we haven't seen this kind of business happen through the the real estate market 
uh, in March and February and January. I haven't seen this amount, amount of activity in a very long time, so I'm wondering, will that, that same kind of curve go upwards and, and we could see a very, very busy spring? Okay. Tom Shearer, Chair of the Realtor Association of Edmonton. Thanks so much for your time. Much appreciated. Hope you have a great weekend. You too. Thanks for having me. Okay.